Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for carving out a little bit of your day to spend time with me, chat about how we can make your life better. Today, I want to share some thoughts related to drama. Drama, especially originating from your own thoughts, your own attention, the way you think about things, and the impact that has on your goals, your ability to create change in your life. And some of this will be about thoughts you have related to your body, thoughts you have related to your choices, things like accepting yourself versus pushing for change, the idea of affirmations. And let me just clarify things right out of the gate by explaining why I wanted to talk about this today. The day before yesterday, I posted on Instagram and the picture said, on affirmations. When I was at my heaviest, I didn't tell myself that I loved my body. I told myself that I'm capable of changing it. So that's what the picture said. And many people reacted to the picture without reading the caption. The caption is just as important. The caption said, I strongly believe in the power of your words and your thoughts. However, a lot of people screw this up when they start lying to themselves. Though I absolutely don't think it is helpful to hate your body, I also don't think it's helpful to tell yourself you love it if you don't. There are a couple ways to tackle this, and this is still from this caption on Instagram. There are a couple ways to tackle this. First, is there something you do love about your body? Like, don't say you love your legs if you don't, but is there something about your body that you do love? Is there something you can appreciate about your body's capability? What your body allows you to do or have or experience? Most of us can find at least a few things when we consider those questions. The last part of the caption said, When I was at the height of obesity and general shame, I refused to keep hating my body and coming from that place of negativity, but instead of focusing on things I did like about my body, I simply redirected all of the negativity to a very simple thought that was empowering and unemotional. And that was, I can change it. I can change it. I didn't initially 
shift to, well, I love my smile. Well, I love my eyes. Well, I love my toes, whatever it is. That's not the shift I made. You absolutely can if that works for you. But at that point, the best thing I could do for myself was simply redirect to, fine, change it. I had to move away from the drama. If you, regardless of your weight, regardless of whether or not you have a fat loss goal, that's not the point at all. But if you hate something about your body, you hate your thighs or your arms or your belly, I want to strongly suggest that you have some work to do on those thoughts because they are not helping you. The energy that goes to, I hate my dot, 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 I can't stand my dot, 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 I won't wear blah, blah, blah because of X, Y, Z, the energy and attention and emotion that goes to that way of thinking is not serving you. Right off the bat, it doesn't make you happy. And this life we have here, it's short. It's really short. You are not guaranteed to be here next week. You're just not. Your spouse is not guaranteed tomorrow or even the rest of today. You don't know. You aren't guaranteed a long, healthy life with your children. None of that is guaranteed. So please don't spend your precious energy and attention on hating your body. Hate is not a good motivator. At best, it's not a permanent motivator. Yeah, you might hate the way you look one morning, and so in response to that, you eat really clean all day because you feel desperate. But long term, hate and shame are not great motivators. Even if they were, there are better ones that don't rob you of your happiness. Even if they did motivate you. Understand that the way you're choosing to motivate yourself will make you unhappy. And I don't want any of you to be unhappy as a result of your own thoughts when, you know, life is really short and it's really good and we don't have to be so dissatisfied or so miserable. We can be powerful change agents in our own lives. We can create massive change and we can do it happily. We can do it without being miserable. We can do it without being a victim of the work we've decided to do. The reason I made that post on Instagram in the first place is because many people, once they realize that hating their body or experiencing this self-loathing doesn't feel good, they start to force optimism. And they think that affirmations mean saying, I love my body, I love my body, I love my body, even if that doesn't ring true. And then they don't feel right about it. It doesn't really change anything. And the fact that they really don't love their body, but they're saying that they do, it creates this tension and awkwardness and discomfort for them. It's kind of like telling yourself you love asparagus as you gag and try to choke it down. It's not really going to work. Honesty really matters. Let's not lose sight of the fact that loving and hating your body are simply two opposite ends of the spectrum, but there is a whole lot in between I hate my body and I love my body. The truth for me, my truth, my reality, is that I did not 
love my body when I weighed over 350 pounds and was wearing a size 24. I did not love my body. And the first step for me was not self-acceptance. It might be for you, and that's cool. I'm sharing for me it was not. Not only was that not my first step, I didn't even want to accept my body at that size because I didn't feel good and I wasn't healthy and I wanted more for myself. My first step, and I think this is a critical first step, not just for people who have weight to lose, but for people who want to be happier, for people who want a healthier relationship with food, my first step was being less dramatic. I had to shift away from what was causing so much negative energy. The reality is that a lot of the negative energy that I was generating with my drama, with my thoughts, was what was pushing me towards overeating to begin with because I was so stressed. Well, part of the reason I was so stressed is because I was being a drama queen. My first shift was away from the drama, away from that negative energy. What had been routine for me for years and years and years was waking up and being disgusted by myself. Oh my God, I'm gross. I'm huge. I look awful in everything. None of my clothes fit. And that was one piece of this larger pattern of being dramatic that was causing a lot of the issues in my life. It wasn't that my work was such a nightmare that I just was so stressed that I had to eat. It was the fact that I was dramatic. It wasn't that I was so far gone and so unmotivated that I was turning to food. It was that I was choosing to be dramatic about it. And really, the drama was an underlying problem that was creating so much more chaos in my life. So my first shift was being less dramatic. I had become, I didn't even really notice it. And so hopefully this episode might help you. I'm not accusing you of being dramatic, but I might help you identify where you are being a little dramatic in your life. I was so extreme in so much of my language. I loaded emotion, extra emotion, drama into everything. Being tired or not wanting to get out of bed in the morning turned into, I'm so exhausted, drama. Having a lot on my plate at work became infused with drama and be like, oh my God, I'm buried. It's so insane. I'm so overwhelmed. Drama. It could have just simply been, there's a lot happening at work. Even being hungry. I infused with drama. I'm starving. I need to eat something or I'm going to be hangry. Drama. This overarching approach of infusing everything with drama, taking everything to the extreme, was a huge part of the reason that I felt so overwhelmed and disempowered. It wasn't that life was so crazy. It was that I was convincing myself it was. My responses to my husband were dramatic. If I got a flat tire, I would infuse that with drama. Oh my gosh, it's always something. Can you believe it? Everything was dramatic and it was exhausting to live life on that level with that energy. I took everything to its extreme and 
it was my extreme reactions that were the primary distraction from self-care. Something was always wrong. And that wrong thing was in the way of me being able to take care of myself. I was too tired to work out. I was too busy to prioritize weight loss. And I was too emotional to be disciplined. All of it stemmed from drama. And it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to always be in crisis mode, something to always be wrong, to always have something to complain about, when in reality, I had a job, I wasn't ill, I had safe and healthy family members, I had a roof over my head, I had food in the fridge. I wanted to be less dramatic. And yes, it takes some surrendering of ego to acknowledge that you are heightened in your response to almost all things and you manufacture excess in your responses, whether it's I'm starving, I'm buried at work. It doesn't have to be so dramatic. I wanted to grow up. I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be more balanced and I did not want to be a drama queen for the rest of my life. So I started with my thoughts about myself. My drama-infused version of how I thought about myself was self-loathing. I'm gross. My legs are huge. My arms are fat. And that's where I started with the drama-free version. I can change it. If I don't like it, do something about it. That is the only productive use of my energy. Moaning and groaning and pity partying all day long. Nope. Don't like it? Change it. Don't want to change it? Stop whining. This is how I would talk to myself because I was tired of being dramatic. I was tired of being emotional and sad and frustrated and disgusted and ashamed all the time. So I started to remove the emotion from my thoughts. Not to be caustic and calloused. Look, I want joy. I want the positive emotions. I want to have fun. I want to be happy. I don't want to get all frustrated about traffic or all pissed off that I stained my shirt or grossed out by my legs. Come on. I got better uses for my energy in this short, beautiful, wonderful life that I want to enjoy. And I can't enjoy it when everything becomes dramatic. It's important to remind myself, but probably everybody can use the reminder that there is a difference between intent and practice. It was not enough for me to intend to cut out drama in my thinking and my responses. Intent isn't work. I had to practice. The desire, the awareness of wanting to stop the drama didn't mean that I never chose those thoughts or I never noticed them. I still notice them. I still have dramatic reactions. But Beyond the intent is the practice. When I notice those thoughts, even now, I choose not to stay with them. I choose not to indulge them. I am the thinker. I am not my thoughts. So when I recognize that they are there, that I am thinking them about myself or any situation where I'm being dramatic, I simply don't indulge the drama and the pity party. I recognize that this is the chance for practice, that my intention to be less dramatic, to be less negative, doesn't count for crap. I have to practice. And the opportunity to practice is that uncomfortable moment when you want to throw a pity party, when you want to say, woe is me, and instead you say, no, the drama-free version is XYZ. So if I recognize that I'm thinking, my arms look huge in this shirt, 
I redirect to my work, my practice comes in the second I notice that thought. And instead of throwing the pity party and being like, meh, this shirt, my arms, well, I can change it. So what am I going to do today to support fat loss or whatever it is? Or sometimes simply, if I don't like the shirt, change the shirt. But let's also not suggest that the shirt is the problem. If my arms look big, it's because my arms are big. Today, big arms. Don't want big arms anymore? Do something about it. What is that thing I will do today? Drama free. I'm not a victim of the fact that my arms look big in that particular shirt. My arms look big. What am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? When you find yourself indulging negative thoughts or speaking in a negative way, understand that you in that moment will either choose to stay with the negativity and reinforce that pattern of unhappiness and drama, or you choose to participate in creating change. Yes, sometimes you will want to stay with the drama and throw a pity party, but do you want to be comfortably unhappy or do you want to do the hard thing and break out of that pattern and become a healthier, happier version of yourself? You choose. I, for one, choose change. So that was my post on Instagram that I didn't start by saying I love my body. I started by saying I can change it. Someone commented on that post um, and we had an exchange. Initially, she just read the image and not my caption, but her comment said, Maybe loving the way you look when you're heavy isn't necessarily the healthiest thing, but perhaps still valuing and loving the miracle that your body is, even when it's heavy, will free you from the shame and allow you to transform in a healthy, sustainable way. There are a lot of things to think about in that response, and I want to share my thoughts because this is such a a wide-reaching topic. First, I think loving the way you look when you're heavy can be healthy. I'm not suggesting that it is or it isn't. It has nothing to do with your size. It's all about what is true for you and where you want to go. I am not saying it's unhealthy to love your body when it's big and you shouldn't love it until it's small. I'm saying start where it feels authentic to you, but understand that staying in a place of shame is not going to help you create change. Do you feel amazing? Do you want more? And most importantly, are you being honest with yourself about those thoughts that you're redirecting yourself to? Because while it might be true, I hate my body, it's not the only thing that's true. Because what's also true is you can change it. And one of those thoughts is very productive and the other is straight up not productive at all. Second thought on that person's comment about, you know, still loving and valuing the miracle that your body is, I agree. We should all appreciate our bodies. And that's why I said the part in the caption about asking yourself, is there something you do love or is there something you can appreciate about what your body allows you to do? We can't take these bodies for granted. One of my friends recently had surgery on his Achilles tendon and he's on a scooter for six weeks. So he can't walk on that leg. He doesn't even have crutches. He's on a scooter for six weeks. And he said to me the other day, you forget how much you take for granted. And he's right. While you go on hating your legs, you might feel quite differently if that precious leg was blown off by an IED as so many of our military members have experienced. The bottom line is appreciating your body and being drama free doesn't take away 
the part of the equation that forces us to look at things like, how do I feel? Am I capable of more? Do I want more for myself, my life, my health, my body? And what will I do about it today? So it's not being drama-free for the sake of being drama-free. It's not appreciating your body and then not doing anything about it. It is taking away the negative emotion that drains us, that disempowers us, and really looking practically at, is this what I want for myself? And if it's not, what am I going to do about it? I want to touch on another part of the comment that was made on Instagram, um, the part of the comment that said, Perhaps still valuing and loving the miracle that your body is, even when it's heavy, will free you from shame and allow you to transform into a healthy, sustainable, uh, in a healthy, sustainable way. That wasn't true for me. Maybe it is for you. And what matters for you isn't what was true for me. It's what's true for you. The only thing that allowed me to transform my body was taking action and not giving excuses. Valuing and loving my body did not create change. In fact, after decades, for me personally, after decades of basically trashing my body and disrespecting it and shaming it, I had to get deep into action and I had to move far away from excuses before I even had a sense of being able to love or value my body. So I had work to do. I kind of had to earn that. It definitely wasn't Love and respect comes first, and that motivates change. It was very much create change, create change, create change, deny excuses. And over time, by taking action and showing respect for myself in action, that then the feelings followed. Now, that might not be true for you, but I want to throw that out there because some people feel like, well, I don't have any respect for myself and they see that as a barrier to change. And I'm saying, it's okay if that comes later. But what can you do to participate in your solution today? What can you do? If you want to create change, then how will you create change today? And sometimes that self-respect and even the love for yourself takes a little bit of time. It did for me. And I hope it doesn't for you, but it very much did for me. We all approach this differently. We will all look at it differently. The primary takeaway that I want people to get from this is don't lie to yourself. It doesn't help. And also, don't be a dick to yourself because that doesn't help either. Don't give in to the drama. I want you to really think hard about where you respond with drama. And one of the easiest ways to see this is where do you use extreme words? Where do you use extreme words like disgusting, famished, starving, awful, exhausted, hate, terrible? Those are words that reflect taking a situation to the extreme and often adding drama. Like maybe you didn't want to get out of bed this morning, but are you truly exhausted? Maybe your body needs fuel, but are you actually starving? Probably not. So dial back the drama. What is the version of the situation without the drama? You will be amazed by how much energy you free up for yourself when you dial back the drama. And when you have more energy, you have more capacity to take 
great care of yourself. And at the end of the day, if you don't like something, ditch the drama and instead give that energy to what you're going to do today to change it. Because you are not a victim of your choices and you are not a victim of your thoughts and you can create change in both. And you can create change in both today. You can create change in your choices and your thoughts in the next 60 seconds. And reminding yourself of that and being aware of where you're front-loading everything with drama sets you up to have more capacity to create more change. I want to wrap up with what I ate that was delicious. And I've shared this one, I think, on the blog, but it is so good. I made it again last night, but I tweaked it a little bit and I want to share with you how I tweaked it. So a few weeks ago, I shared with you that I made this dinner summer salad that was amazing, a twist on caprese. So caprese is typically basil, mozzarella, tomato, did all those guys, but threw in some nectarine. So you've got your mozzarella, your fresh basil, not any of that dried in a jar stuff, fresh basil, fresh mozzarella, uh, tomatoes, and then I chopped up about a half of a nectarine. I split the salad with my boyfriend, so I ended up having probably about a quarter of the nectarine. So good. The twist was this time I had it over a bed of arugula. I shared with you guys in the microbiome episode um, that I'm not doing spinach right now because of the oxalate. So I had it over arugula. Then I drizzled some avocado oil on it and a tablespoon of hemp hearts. So the avocado oil I get is Primal Kitchen brand. And the hemp hearts, I did a full episode on hemp hearts, why I've started incorporating them, ways for you to incorporate them as well. Uh, They're a great source of omega-3s as well as anti-inflammatory omega-6 fatty acids. Some omega-6 fatty acids are pro-inflammatory, but hemp hearts are a really, really unique nutrient source because of their omega profile, as well as their fiber, as well as their protein. Super awesome. They contain all of the essential amino acids. If you haven't listened to that episode, definitely check it out. So that was the meal that was amazing. I had steak with it as well, so I grilled some steaks. Um, The steaks came from the meat box from Thrive Market and the uh, avocado oil which is the Primal Kitchen brand, and the Hemp Hearts also came from Thrive Market. I like the prices. Makes a big difference because they cut out the middleman. Usually there's like a distributor in the middle, and that's why you pay more at the grocery store. But with Thrive, they cut out the middleman, so you usually pay anywhere from like 20 to 50% less than you would pay getting it from the grocery store. So if you want to give them a try, especially if you want to give those Hemp Hearts a try, listen to the episode first and decide from there. Register for Thrive through the URL thrivemarket.com forward slash primal potential. When you do that, you will save an extra 25% on your first order and you get a free 30-day trial membership so you can make sure to figure out if the savings make sense for you. My favorite workout was actually this morning's workout. And let me say, you don't have to work out for a long time to get a great workout workout for your body. Intensity is the name of the game. And oftentimes, I find that my most effective workouts are the shortest ones, the ones that are sometimes only four or five minutes. Because you can push so much harder, you get a greater neuroendocrine response from those. And I love that. But today's was sort of like short, but not super, super short. It was a 10-minute AMRAP, which means as many reps as possible in 10 minutes of 
five power cleans and eight GHD sit-ups. So I was just doing five power cleans, eight GHDs, back and forth and back and forth until 10 minutes went by and I was feeling the burn for sure. That was a tough workout. If you're not sure what a GHD sit-up is, Google GHD sit-up. GHD stands for glute ham developer. It is a contraction, turn contraction, well, kind of. It is a contraption that you put your feet in and it allows you to sort of do a back bend over a pad so you can hyperextend your back basically to where you can go all the way to where your hands are touching the ground kind of behind you and your your lower body is in the air attached by your feet to these foot pads and you do a sit up that way first firing your quads um, and you just get a greater range of motion for your core. So it was AMRAP 10, five power cleans, eight GHD sit-ups. Holy moly, incredible workout. I am uh, headed on a day trip as soon as I wrap this recording. So I wanted to get in a workout before I hit the road, and that was a great one. Last thing, do not forget that the waitlist is open for the fall 2018 12-week to transformation groups. If you want to go into 2019 with tons of momentum and feeling really proud of yourself and like you are on fire instead of, oh my gosh, I totally blew it over the holiday season and now I'm like feeling heavier than ever and this is gross. Nope. If you want to crush it and soar into the new year, these will be the last groups of 2018. I will be opening up registration to folks on the wait list first, and that will happen in the next couple weeks here. So I will link to the wait list over on the show notes, which you can get to by going to primalpotential.com forward slash 510. That is the URL for today's show notes page, primalpotential.com forward slash 510. Or you can just go to primalpotential.com and hit the work with me button right on the homepage and get on the wait list that way. But I would love the opportunity to work with you this fall. We are going to really tear in together to the things that are holding you back and create sustainable change, not with crazy diets and fads, but working with your lifestyle as it is. Going through the holidays, whether that is Halloween or it's Thanksgiving or all of the Christmas preparations, New Year's preparations, We are going to really create sustainable strategies for winning those moments and also living them fully and not feeling like you're missing out, not feeling restricted. So really hope I get the opportunity to work with you this fall. If you're interested in that, hop on the wait list, primalpotential.com forward slash 510, or you can just go to primalpotential.com and hit the work with me button and you'll see it right there. Hope you guys have a fantastic day and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash 
join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.